Hi, my name is Drian Arney, and I'm a licensed clinical social worker working in private practice in the state of Florida. Welcome to the Cultivative Conversation podcast, where I engage guests in deep conversation using questions designed to assist with building healthy relationships. These questions explore themes of gratitude, nostalgia, sharing, and learning to invoke togetherness and intimacy through conversation. Welcome back to the Cultivative Conversation podcast. Today, I have the pleasure of being joined by my goddaughter, India. Say something, India. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) Today, India is 17 years old, and she has graciously agreed to um, do an episode with me. So this episode is going to be one of the traditionals um, in that I will, Andy, ask you to think of five numbers that fall between 1 and 50. Each number that you give me will fall, I'm sorry, will correspond with a question. And our conversation is going to be guided by the questions, your responses to the questions, um, and any questions that I might have that will help spark up the discussion that we're going to end up having today. Okay. Okay. Sounds good? Yes. Okay. Um, do you have your first number? Yes. Okay. What number is it? Seven. Nice. What is something that you've wanted to do for a long time and what has gotten in the way of you doing it? Um, I've been wanting to work out actually, to actually, well, make a, oh, to make a, to have a daily schedule, like a daily routine, but I just get unmotivated basically. Really? And it, yeah. What would your ideal workout schedule look like? Like, well, working out daily, like, like a daily schedule, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to be able to wake up before school instead of actually waking up just in time for school. Okay. Wake up before school, get ready. No, I would work out before school. And then take a shower, you know, brush my teeth, get ready for school. Okay. Go through my daily routine of school and then just try to... Do my homework that the, the day of, instead of actually waiting to the due date. Okay. <laughs> so I imagine if you're able to work out in the morning, that would be something you wouldn't have to worry about later, later on, on in the day, and then you'd have more time to be able to do your homework. Yeah, and won't have to worry about. Oh, I still have to do this. This is due. Yeah. I need to do this before a certain time. Yeah. I still want to get everything done throughout the day, so I can still. Do all that. Absolutely. You're working, you're learning from home right yes. now. Um, do you think that that would help make that more achievable for you or that it'd make it more challenging? More achievable? It's just my sleep schedule. Okay. So and the second part of the question is what is uh, getting in the way of you being able to no, do that thing? My sleep schedule and my unmotivation. Okay. But it's like some days I'm motivated and I want to do it. I'll, I'll prepare. I'll be like, you know what? This is the month that I'm, this is the day. Like I will start this. And then yeah. the day comes and I'm like, I don't feel the same way anymore. <laughs> Are you okay with hearing some advice, I guess, from someone who also like has to put in a lot of work to stay consistent with working out? Yes. I would encourage you to work out when you are motivated. Okay. So if you find that most days you're not motivated, but maybe there's one day where you have this burst of energy and willingness to do it because then at least you know you're taking one step towards where you want to be and it doesn't feel as like like out of like it doesn't feel as impossible of a thing to for you to accomplish at some point okay and maybe you'll feel proud of yourself for after all those days of not being motivated being motivated and getting it done too yeah 
We'll maybe. see. <laughs> it sounds like you may, uh, it may also require you to do some work with managing your sleep yes. so that you allow yourself enough time and to do the other things. Because mm-hmm. I can try to get it done, but I need to be able to get out of bed first. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, that was a good one. I wouldn't have thought of that one. I wouldn't have uh, like guessed that. So I learned something new about you today. All right. So what about your second number? Um, 18. 18. What things do you look forward to daily? Wow. <laughs> um, I don't know. Wow. That kind of goes back to my recent question because I really don't have a schedule. Got it. Is there, that makes sense. So because you don't have a schedule, there's nothing that you can think of that you kind of wake up to, anticipating yeah. doing. I just go as whatever I need to do that day. It just mm-hmm. gets done. Yes. Is there any part of your day that you enjoy more than the other parts? After school. Okay. And why is that? Because I'm not on time schedule anymore. Okay. I don't have to, oh, 3.30 report to this class, 2 o'clock report. It doesn't really, you know, happen like that. I'm yeah. on my own time now. God, so it looks like you answered the question because oh. it sounds like you look forward to oh. the end of your school, <laughs> school. day. <laughs> what are some things that you like to do after school where you have more control over your time and what the rest of your it's day looks like? It's funny because after school, I have the most energy. Like, mm-hmm. compared to what I go through, through like throughout the mm-hmm. time that I'm in school, after school, all my energy comes. And I'm wondering, like, where was this when I was in fourth <laughs> period, when I was dozing off? And now it's like I want to do everything. And I get everything done, and it's like, what do I do now? Yeah. Sometimes, I don't know about you, but I know sometimes I feel more excited and motivated and energetic to be doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't have that same energy for things that I don't really, I don't want to be doing at all. Because I know when I'm doing nothing, I don't have anything to do. So yeah. it's like, I feel, feel great. Yeah. But then it's like, I can do something with this time, so... What can I do? What if you were to switch your ideal workout schedule to working out after school when you know right now you have the energy for it? That would, yeah. I can put that into consideration. Something to think about. Because if energy and motivation is what's missing in the morning, if you have it in the afternoon, that might make it more likely for you to do it. Or it might be a great place to start. And then once you become more consistent, then you can switch the time of day. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Many people, including myself, are always looking for new ways to incorporate natural products in our hair and skincare routines. If you're one of those people, you may be excited to learn about Thriving Organics. Thriving Organics is one of my go-to places for organic skin and hair care products that are handmade with love and care. My favorite products right now are their organic castor oil, my hair loves it, and their rose glow oil which leaves my face feeling calm and hydrated especially after cleansing. Visit Thriving Organics at www.thrivingorganicsofficial.com and begin your journey to thriving skin and hair today. (laughs) What's number three? 31. Are there any people, and these can be friends or family members, that you want to get closer to? And if so, why? Um, 
the friends that I call friends now, I'm already close okay. to so point where, you know, I talk about stuff that I won't talk to any random person or my associates, I guess. Okay. And my family members. I get my older cousins. I want to get closer to, like, Corey. Well, I'm getting closer to TT because before we would just argue. But this. Okay. <laughs> So he's not your cousin, but he's <laughs> yeah, but like your brother, but brother. he's also a family member. Yes. Got it. So Corey, Tierra, um, Chelsea. I feel like now that I'm older and I can actually relate to certain things mm-hmm. now, it's different compared to when I was younger. Because when I was younger, it was just me, and it <laughs> it was just me and me and Poppy, and mm-hmm. yeah, so. And then you guys were together. It was you. Yeah. Or, or, <laughs> yeah, so it was always like, oh, I'm not old enough for that. And um, now I'm too old for Kalia and Cameron, so yeah. it's totally different. Yeah. But I think I can, you know, squeeze myself in now. Absolutely. Because I think the point you made that now that you're an adult, well, close to an <laughs> to, adult, <yeah. laughs> this year you turn 18, um... Now there are ways that you can relate to the older ones in ways that you couldn't as a child. Yeah. Like that age gap difference doesn't seem as big as you get older. We have a, I think we have a unique bond or situation in that you're my goddaughter, but we're also cousins. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, I think it's cool because I feel like that's why I don't make that list because we've been able to become close as Gotti and Godmom. Yes. Yeah. Because when I introduce you, I don't introduce you as my cousin. I know. I say, this is my Godmom. And they'll just be like, okay. I'm like, oh. And then afterwards, they'll be like, is she related to you? I'm like, no, she's my cousin. Well, obviously, she's my cousin. <laughs> so, yeah, she's my cousin. And, yeah. They'll yeah. be like, oh, why didn't you say that? Because she's my Godmom. So, I, that trumps, you know, cousin. Same for me. Because I, sometimes I forget that you're also my cousin and so I'll say yeah my goddaughter and yeah her mom my aunt they're like wait what like no yeah she's like, she's my cousin but she's also <laughs> my goddaughter became a godmom at a young age and mm-hmm. uh yeah I was telling Maude I don't think I I don't think I ever imagined that our relationship would be as close as it is today because I was so young when I took on the responsibility it just I felt like I was a kid that could one day become responsible for another kid but now that I'm like an adult and we're here it's pretty cool to see how close we've gotten and a lot of people say that they don't talk to their godparents and I was like I talk to mine all the time yeah that's weird same I didn't grow up with my godparents I know of them I know that I had godparents but I have no memory of who they are of them ever actually I'm lying because my godfather is my uncle my dad's brother (laughs) But we don't even have, like, a true uncle-niece relationship for me to even find space to have that godparent, godchild relationship. Yeah, so I feel pretty lucky to be able to show up for you in this way. (laughs) One of my goals in private practice is to contribute to making therapy accessible and affordable. 
Becoming a member of the Open Path Collective Network has allowed me to expand my client base and to offer an affordable sliding scale of $30 to $60 per session to clients who cannot afford market rates of $100 to $250 per hour. If you are a licensed clinician who would like to join the Open Path Collective Network, use the link in the show notes to sign up and let Open Path know that I sent you. All right, what about your fourth number? Um, 14. How do you feel about your relationship with your father? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, now or just in general? It's up to you. Your answer is whatever you want it to be. Well, are you okay with answering this question? I, I don't know my relationship to answer. Okay. So if we were to distinguish between now or when you were younger, oh, would it be okay. easier to talk about when I, you were younger? Yeah, when I was younger, it was it was good. Okay, what was good about it for you? Um, I guess I really didn't see anything that was wrong, like any... Okay, when I was younger, he did no wrong in my eyes. Well, okay. neither of my parents did any wrong in my eyes when I was younger because who was going to tell me that my mom and dad was, <laughs> you know... Yeah, you, no one could tell me that my parents were doing something wrong or that, or either of them were just, you know, anything that they're doing was not okay, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, our relationship was perfect. Yeah. Nothing's perfect. Our our relationship was great. How do you feel about... I don't know how I want to answer this question. So maybe I won't. Maybe I'll come back to it if I figure it out as we go through the rest of it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I know your relationship with your dad is very important to you. Yes. Always has been, and I'm sure it always will be. So I appreciate you sharing that much about it with me, especially on this kind of a platform. Yeah. <laughs> Got your fifth number? Um, 57. Oh, wait, you said one through 50? Mm-hmm. Oh, you said 50. I actually have a 57, so you want to oh, go ahead and yes. do that? Okay. All right. So if you received an extra hour each day, what would you do more of? Sleep. Okay. An hour of sleep goes a long way. It can change your whole day around. And I realized that when I got to high school. Because middle hmm. school, I was waking up at a reasonable time. It's like my mind was wired to know that I go to school at 9. Mm-hmm. So that's really late in the day for a normal school schedule. So yeah. compared to elementary school, I was great. It was great. But when I got to high school, realizing that I'm waking up at 6 o'clock for a 7 o'clock mm-hmm. day to 2.20, out. An hour of sleep goes a long way. I agree with you. So, yes, I would sleep. Because I feel like that hour would change my whole day around. Yeah. No, I. until now, until you just said that, I don't think I really have thought about that drastic change in schedule from middle school to high school. Where, like you, middle school, the bell rang at 9. And I think we had until 9.20 to get to class. So it's like... And I went to high school and I had to be up before six o'clock to make it to the bus stop to make it to school for the bell to ring at seven around seven ish so yeah that is a a drastic change and don't let uh, don't let the class my first class start with the test or something (laughs) then my whole day is ruined because 
why would we start like this? Yeah. It's a Monday, seven in the morning. I need some time to process this. And if I'm not using that hour to sleep, it probably might be to just get my day ready mm-hmm. mentally, physically, to prepare myself for this day I'm, I'm about to have. Yeah. No, that's a great point. I laughed uh, when you first said your answer was sleep because I immediately thought about how your sleep schedule <laughs> is like army. preventing you from... <laughs> so it sounds like a lot of the... The things that you're wanting to be different for you in your day and your life revolves around sleep. Yeah. If I get enough sleep, I can, my day will be more productive than mm-hmm. what it normally is. If I oversleep, it crashes the whole week. It messes up the whole week because now my sleep schedule is fluctuating. Yeah. If I don't sleep enough, my week is also ruined because mm-hmm. I'm going to oversleep than what I normally do yeah what is one thing that you think you could do starting tomorrow or maybe starting tonight because it's still early in the day starting tonight that could help you get closer to having the sleep schedule that you want or need to have getting my things well getting my how would i say this preparing uh, how do i say this um okay finishing my task earlier in the day so I know by the time I by the time it gets dark what where it hits that hour for me to get ready to sleep I can mm. like that's all I need to worry about is falling asleep yeah I can just lay down and just wait until the sleep hits me and I'm good yeah yeah that typically is helpful having a plan and being proactive with that plan uh you start college soon yeah so I hope to have this sleep schedule down back by then <laughs> would be important to <laughs> Of getting up and because those classes are going to be like I could have a class at eight then have a next class at four. Like Mm -hmm. I want to be able to manage that time in between and get everything that I need to get done because they're not going to care whether or not if I can't sleep or not or sleep too much. Exactly. Yeah. College comes with a lot more flexibility and freedom over your schedule and what it looks like. But it also comes with that. Like the need to bear the responsibility and the consequences of not being able to manage that and keep up. But I think you're perfectly capable of it. It's just just a matter of putting some of those things into practice now. Keep it, make it stick, basically. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, well, that was your fifth number. So your fifth question. We made it through. Mm -hmm. How are you feeling? Great. Good, because I got one more question for you. If you're a provider looking for an electronic health record program that is HIPAA compliant and helps streamline practice tasks, Theranest is for you. With Theranest, I'm able to give my clients access to my client portal through which they have access to documents like consent forms, releases, and intake questionnaires, which has been so helpful in my transition to primarily virtual services. My clients also get access to my calendar to self-manage their appointments and many more features that allow them to be actively involved in their services. Right now, you can enjoy a 30-day free trial of Theranest and receive 20% off your first two paid months of service by using the link in the show notes. Please give Theranest a try, let them know that I sent you, and feel free to let me know how you're enjoying it. This is a question that I ask everybody. Um, And that question is, what is one thing that's important to you when you are cultivating relationships? And we're talking about cultivating, we're talking about um, growing within your relationships, growing the relationships in general. What's something that's important to you? Communication. 
and I guess consideration and boundaries that too because if you're trying to grow a relationship with somebody whether it's a friend a boyfriend or a girlfriend like you mm-hmm. know just somebody that you're meeting you need then you're taught like this is your you're getting to know this person you need to know to give like what to say how to give some somebody space how to talk to some people because some, you can't talk to this person the same way you would talk to your friend that you've known for 10 years it's and think they possible. would understand what you mean yep absolutely at 17 what has setting boundaries in your relationships with other people look like for you um like i said knowing what to say with a friend of this amount of time than mm-hmm. meeting this person for a, knowing this person for a couple months and knowing not to say this until i know they're comfortable or if they introduce it to me first. Mm-hmm. Now, if I make a joke with this person, I know okay. this person. Oh. That's No, go ahead. Oh. That's what I was uh, wanting to understand is how does it actually look like? Oh. So you're talking about a joke. Yeah. So if I make a joke with one of my friends that I've known for a long time, like we joke like this on a regular, mm-hmm. I know that this person, like, you know, I can tell you this joke. This is the only person I'll tell the joke to because I know they would understand it. They know the meaning behind the joke. They can understand. They get the joke. Mm-hmm. Now, if I tell this person that I just met a couple months ago, this joke, and they get offended, I would understand because we haven't been on that type of wavelength mm-hmm. for me to understand, to know that, oh, maybe I shouldn't tell this person this or just expressing overall, just I shouldn't be telling this person this because they wouldn't either get it or understand it or it would just be offensive towards them. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. How comfortable are you, like, today with letting people know when they've crossed the boundaries that you have. Oh, I'm very comfortable. I will tell you. I would say, uh, I don't think you should say that. Or if if it makes me uncomfortable, I know to tell my friends, like, don't tell that to somebody else. Don't don't say that out loud. Make sure that I'm the only person you like. I was the first person that you told mm-hmm. this to. Make sure it stays like that. Don't say it to anybody else because other people will find it offensive mm-hmm. or they won't be happy with what you said. So yeah. that's something you shouldn't tell the people. <laughs> I agree. And I think it's great that you have relationships with your friends where they can trust you to say certain things that could potentially be offensive to other people and also respect and appreciate when you're able to say, Mm. you know, I'm your friend. So it's not cool, but, you know, I also feel safe in our friendship to let you know that you shouldn't say that to someone else. I'm wondering what it looks like for you. And I'll tell you why I'm asking, because I work, you know what I do for work. I work with a lot of women that are struggling in their relationships with uh, partners, with family members, friends, because they don't know how to tell those people in their lives when those people have hurt them. And I find it very common and it's usually attached to fear. Like I'm afraid of how that person's going to respond. I'm afraid of this relationship ending because this person won't like the fact that I'm telling them that they did something wrong or I fear maybe I don't have a right to be, to feel wronged. Um, and one of the things that have become important to me in working with younger people, especially younger, um, women and girls is to explore what that looks like for them. Why is it uncomfortable for you to be able to tell people when they've crossed a boundary so that you can reinforce it? Um, and if it's not hard, what does it look like for you and how have you come to the point to feel comfortable with that? Oh, um, 
I've learned that most of the time I used to think like that. And my mom had to tell me to stop worrying about what other people's feelings are when there's something wrong. Okay. So if you don't want it to change, because most of the time they won't even realize what they're doing mm-hmm. is wrong. And when you tell them, they'll be su- they'll be surprised. They'll be so hurt because it's like they didn't realize what they were doing was hurting you. So at that point, if they really know what they're doing is wrong, they will change. They will know what to say and what not to say. They'll realize what they're saying is wrong. And Especially so, if they care about you, yeah. right? And they want if to continue to have really, a relationship with yeah, you. Where your they, friends and your friends, that they, if they really love you, they would change exactly. what they say. And if they don't, then that just proved to you that they they knew what they were doing and they just didn't care. Yeah. So, yeah, I've, yeah. I've learned that. I've been like that. And I had to change. So now I'm at the point where... If somebody does say something that bothers me, I'm going to tell you. Mm-hmm. If I won't see this person again and they say something that bothers me, I'm just going to walk away because okay. I won't see you again. So it yeah. really doesn't matter what you say. I won't take it to the heart. But if this is somebody that I talk to every day, I- I'm going to tell you. Someone that you care about, that yeah. you know, also cares about you and would want to know how they make you feel because yes. they're invested in making you happy or not wanting yeah. to hurt your feelings and i also wouldn't want them to go and say that to somebody else if yes, they're going exactly. to feel the same way i feel yeah i can just save everybody the heartbreak and the heartache instead of yeah yeah things like that. Yeah. so yeah and that's one of the things i really admire about you because you are so in tuned um into what's what's the word that i want to use for this like current, not just current issues, but I feel like there's a lot changing with like your generation of kids where you guys are becoming a lot more aware, a lot more conscious of people and the ways that we treat each other and why that's important to be aware and mindful of and to be intentional and how we speak to each other, how we behave around each other and towards each other. And I see that showing up in the way that you interact with me, but also with other people in ways that make me very proud. So, yeah. I don't know if I've told you that before, but yeah, I'm proud of you. (laughs) All right. So as usual, I had a lot of questions for you. Do you have any questions for me before we wrap up and sign off? No. Not not really. No? No. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for joining me for this episode. Um, and yeah, if you have any questions that come up after you listen to this or just think about the conversation, feel free to come back to me. Okay. All right. This is fun. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad this is going to be a whole lot different. Really? (laughs) Yes. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. And hopefully that means you'll be open to doing another one with me sometime soon. Yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) All right, Andy. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining me for this Cultivative Conversation. If you have not already, please subscribe to the Cultivative Conversation podcast and share this episode with a friend.